I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. Ever wanted to make a short film but you're unsure maybe of how to begin? Well, my first guest has written a book that any budding filmmaker should get their hands on. He's been working in the film industry for 20 years and has achieved great success with his films Bill for Short, Emily Song and 140 and recently his produced films But Then and Sacred Heart were selected for the Underground Cinema Festival and the Cork Indie Film Festival as well. His book is called Eight Simple Steps to Making a Short Film and it's very much a stripped back guide to getting started on your filmmaking journey. This book is part of a larger series of work which consists of three short films, the book and the po- a podcast as well. I'm delighted to be joined by award-winning filmmaker Frank Kelly from Drogheda. How are you doing, Frank? Hi, Sinead. Great to have you on the programme. Now, I think you have written the book you needed when you started out in your career as a filmmaker from the teasers that you've posted online. This is what I'm getting. This is a real must for any sort of budding filmmaker, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it very much from that point of view. Like, what would I have needed back then? Or even what would I have needed quite recently? So I was kind of putting those ideas straight in my own head. And it, and it started that way. It started as a personal project. And then after a little while, I thought, this, this is a book. <laughs> it sure is a book. And, you know, judging from what I'm seeing there in terms of online, it's very much this, you know, how-to guide. But all the jargon and the nonsense is sort of taken out of it. And it's very much stripped back, which is great for people who, you know, want to get going and don't have time to be reading, you know, too much on it, you know. Um, but you're on a real creative streak lately because you've made quite a number of short films uh, through a bursary from Druid Art Centre and you have the book out and you have the podcast and you're a, f- a dad a busy dad where are you getting the time to do all this stuff I don't know there must be three of me or something <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's kind of what the book is about it's about finding the time in the gaps that's what the podcast is called um, and that's what the the bursary was called that's what the proposal was I put into the, the art centre was finding time in, in your busy life that there are these little windows of time and you have to you can use them really well you know and just one of the exercises I set in the book is just take a week and look for those little gaps of time. And they are there, like even if you're working full time. or Like I wrote this book and made the films during the last lockdown while I was homeschooling the three kids and my wife was working full time in the front room. So it it's is possible. Doable. And, yeah. and I, I just kind of had a, the document open on the kitchen table and I would take 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And I would, I would work on it. And after about six, eight weeks, the book was finished. Wow. I had three scripts. Um, so it, it's it's kind of, it lays out in the book how you can do that, you know, and how you can kind of use your time more effectively. 
You're putting us all to shame, Frank. The rest of us were making banana bread in lockdown and you were doing all this creative stuff, which is great to see, though, because, you know, as you say, you know, we, we love to make excuses, don't we? We love to kind of go, oh, I don't have yeah. the time, I don't have the time. But as you say, the, that exercise of kind of just looking and going, right, well, actually, you're sitting down watching television there or you're scrolling through your phone there and you're not, you know, it's all these little moments of, of opportunity that could be driven into doing something creative. Um, but prior to, you know, being awarded the bursary from Drehid, I think your head was in a really different place. You were shockingly uh, ready to give up on filmmaking. Am I right? Yeah, I was because I I'd moved. I was living in America for about five years, and I'd written a feature that I was going to come home and make. And I hit the ground running, and I got home. I was full of enthusiasm. I still had this kind of American Silicon Valley get up and go attitude. Uh, and then I just got hit with you know rejection after rejection. I couldn't find the money. And I tried to get smaller films made, same thing, couldn't find the money. And over a period of two years, my confidence just got knocked way back Uh, to the point where I just thought, you know what, this actually isn't for me. It it just looks like no one wants me to make films. So maybe I just shouldn't. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. But um, the thing that turned it around was um, I was listening to a podcast with a friend of mine, Stephen Fagan. He was an old college buddy, an animation producer, and he'd, he'd become a career coach. I thought that sounded really interesting. So I called him up and I did a couple of sessions with him and it just cleared the fog away mm. completely. It just made me realize I was living in this kind of state of fear and doubt, and self-doubt. And I was putting all these barriers in my own way and I was starting to believe that story. Um, when it, it just didn't, it wasn't really true. You know, all I had to do was kind of take these very small, simple, daily practical steps and I can actually get back on the road again, you know. That's fantastic. And it just kind of, as you said, you know, sometimes it takes that outside influence, isn't it? To kind of go, hang on a minute, let's clear the clutter of the mind. Let's get rid of this negative talk and let's kind of get down to what am I actually good at? And thanks be to God, you didn't do this. But, you know, just before I kind of move on from that, because, you know, people see the likes of, say, Spielberg or Christopher Nolan, all these huge, you know, film directors that are so successful. And people tend to gloss over this struggle that they would have had, you know, particularly in the early days of their career. And I think you have to be really dedicated to your craft to work in this industry because as you know, and as you're outlining there, Frank, it can be brutal, can't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I, I think I saw a thing on uh, Instagram recently, uh, a quote from Spielberg, and it was, don't think about your film, make your film. Yeah. And all the comments underneath was, yeah, whatever, Stephen, show me the money, you know. Yeah. And, I, and that's kind of the attitude I used to have. But it's if you just take Spielberg out of the equation and just say, don't think about it, make it, but do it on a smaller scale. Do it what you have now, what's available to you now. So you have your phone, you have, you can get a couple of actors, you can get into a room for a day and you can make a film that way, you know. And it's a, the book and what I've been through for the last year is about taking a step outside that, the film industry, the brutal film industry and that kind of constant rejection or constant look for actors looking for affirmation or whatever it is. And you can just kind of do your own stuff and build your own confidence that way, you know, and and tell your own stories and make your own films and not worry about what's going on out there. That's all noise, you know. Yeah. Focus on the work again. again, Exactly. And, you know, as I mentioned there at the start, it is this stripped back guide to to making a short movie. So what kind of information can budding filmmakers out there who, as you say, have the phone in their hand? You have pretty much a film studio, more or less, in your hand there. You've got a film camera in your hand. So what would you like them, them to kind of take from the book? Well, that's it. It's the fact that you do have a movie studio in your hand. You can actually 
film, edit and publish the film from your phone and get really good quality. I think what happens is we get into this kind of way of thinking that, no, I need money, I need actors, uh, proper actors, I need but I need a kind of a, I don't know, set dressing and all this. And you start to self-sabotage yourself in um, a sense that you want it to be really good, but you're, you're reaching too high mm. at the moment. You can reach there eventually, but just start small. So the book kind of just strips away all that stuff, and it's re- it really gets into just the self-doubt and say, don't don't be doubtful. Um, just kind of like take that step, the first step forward, um, and it can be done. Like and just keep it simple. And every time it kind of starts to creep outside, uh, outside that, rein it back in again because yeah. these things do have a tendency to kind of grow. But it, it's just for me, it was just having the experience and recognizing that that when it started to get a little bit too big for me, I just pulled it back and said, no, I can't do that right now. This is what I can manage right now. I'll get to that big one maybe next year. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, this is quite interesting as well, going back to Spielberg, because I saw a documentary about him recently. He is always terrified on the first day of shooting. Even yeah. Spielberg today, you know, even when he goes to start off a new project. So there you go. It's that that kind of terror is in, is innate in all, in all of them. Um, yeah. But as well as being busy with the book, you're busy filmmaking. And I have to congratulate you on the recent success of short films. Uh, they're called But Then and Sacred Heart. They're the two. And then you've got another one, uh, The Valley Monologues as well. This was all part of the, the, the bursary. But this is what you're doing best. You're stripped back the production. You've got two actors. You've got a compelling story. This is the key to making it all work. So tell us, about those uh, short films. What's the plot of them? Yeah, but then is a, it's a story of a, a two people, two strangers who meet in a cafe. And I shot it during lockdown, so I had to figure a way to keep the actors safe mm. um, and but close together. So I had them sitting back to back so they weren't spraying each other. <laughs> that was clever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then the conversation happens back to back. Um, and it's about these two people who kind of have forgotten dreams and during the course of the conversation they remind each other of these old dreams and before the conversation ends they give each other a little hope for the future um so that was that was fun though we shot that then in stockwell um artisan food gwen gave us the cafe for the day um and it was just me and the two actors and Mm. that was it and it was a lovely intimate shooting experience and we shot from like nine to five very relaxed very Easy going day. We drank coffee. We chatted. We made a film, and that's that's kind of like the idea. That's what I want to get across. Is just you can do it, and and it can be successful. Because right now, like last night, I found that we got into the Waterford Film Festival. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so this will be our fifth film festival with this film. Um, for something we just did in a day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what, when you're under those kind of constraints, you know, that you've only got one location, you know, as you say, it was in lockdown, you had to adapt and kind of go, okay, we're going to shoot back to back, you know? Yeah. You become that bit more creative when you have those different constraints, don't you? Yeah. And that's what happened. I was sitting in a cafe and I was writing and I was saying, all these ideas are too big. Mm. So what can I do to kind of... And, and it became a, a creative writing exercise. You know, okay, how can I make two people in a room interesting? Yeah. You know, and it was the same with Sacred Heart. I didn't write Sacred Heart. Andrea Coyne wrote that. She oh, yeah. Script. And I said, um, this is really good. This is it's a lovely story. It's about two divorcees who meet in a taxi ride. Similar to But Then, but with different elements going on. Mm. And I said, it's, it's just, it's in this model. We can do this in a day. Um and we did, and we I think we shot from nine to three p.m. Really short day. We kind of got to the end of the day and thought, "Oh, was that it?" Yeah, <laughs> you were looking for more, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
that's getting into festivals as well, you know. That's fantastic. And this is all, you know, what you what you put into the book in terms of the tips. Now, I have to mention this, the, the Kickstarter campaign for the book, this is going really well. And I think platforms like Kickstarter are just such a lifeline for creative people like yourself. How can we support you? How does the whole Kickstarter thing work? Yeah, you go on to kickstarter.com and look for the book uh, Eight Simple Steps to Making Your Short Film. Or you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram uh, at Frank W. Kelly. And there's links everywhere there. So right now, I think we have about 40% funded. We've got 18 Grace. days left in the campaign. And I'm looking to get to 2,500, which will help me do a print run of the book. So basically, you go on, you buy the book. It's like pre-ordering the book. Yes, I get you. Uh, and then the, once the demand is met, you can actually uh, make this a reality, which is great. So people can check out the details. If you go on to kickstarter.com, you can just search up for the title of the book. It's called Eight, uh, Eight Simple Steps to Making a Short Film. And you'll find it on, on Frank's social media as well. Frank, I'm delighted you didn't quit because I think the world would miss out a lo- on a lot of your talent. I wish you the best of luck with the book and with the films going forward. Thank Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks so much, Anise. Thanks a million. Uh, Frank's book, as I mentioned there, Eight Simple Steps to Making a Short Film. You can find all of the details. Frank's on Facebook, he's on Instagram, Twitter, the whole lot, but also kickstarter.com. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.